Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. We've got another great episode for you guys here today. But before we get started with that, we've got a huge announcement. This is actually the last episode of Season 1 of the More Life Podcast. As we jump, we'll be jumping into Season 2 in a couple weeks. And that season is going to be about probably anywhere from 4 to 6 episodes. And each one of those episodes, we're going to talk about different scenarios of human behavior and social scenarios that come out of everyday life. We're going to analyze them, talk about why people do certain things the way they do, kind of breaking it all down and what the kind of why we, how we think about different scenarios and why we do it that way. But getting into this episode, this is the last episode of season one, as I just said. This one's going to be about life on other planets. There's a lot of times when over the past 20 or 30 years, uh, we have seen different things floating through space and it kind of makes us wonder what these things are. Are they aliens? Are they just debris from our planet? Where are they? We're going to get into the evidence of what those things could be, if aliens are real, different theories, and our own thoughts. So Matt, we'll get we'll just get you started off here. Why has uh, the talk of aliens and things in space kind of came up over the past few years? Well, I know recently we had, uh, there was, it was on the news, a Harvard University astrophysicist, his name, uh, forgive me if I get this wrong, but Avi Loeb, he was viewing and basically interpreting this object that was spotted in space uh, with a telescope. It was actually back in 2017. And uh, they gave a nickname for this, which I am not going to pronounce because I won't be able to do that. <laughs> um, but a lot of people, a lot of scientists at least, were saying this object was a comet, which it did kind of have that similar look to it. But this astrophysicist believes that it, it can't be, mainly because um, it didn't have a tail like a comet, and uh, there wasn't gas surrounding it, which are typical features that comets uh, typically have. Uh, another thing that he said was interesting about it is it was exhibiting like an extra push, like away from the sun, um, suggesting that it has similar characteristics of a light sail. And what a light sail is, uh, it's just an object that gets propelled away from light. So it goes in the direction of dark um, and away from light. Other than that, he really doesn't have um, much proof, evidence, anything like that uh, behind it. His defense is only uh, those comet characteristics, and he quotes that he's maintaining his childhood curiosity and believes we should be willing to take risks and make mistakes. Yeah, one thing to point out is that these astrophysicists, that they're kind of always analyzing things that go through space, and they have kind of a... They're looking, they're looking for a distinct look of the things that they that fly through space. And when something doesn't meet those qualities of, for say, an asteroid, it kind of rings a bell in their head, like something else might be going on. And what is that? Is it a form of communication? Is it like some type of transport? Or is it just some normal debris? Like, that's definitely a big question. Another thing he brought up, too, is uh, he brought up the example of if you were to uh, give a caveman a cell phone, when the caveman just plays with rocks all day, that caveman is just going to think that the cell phone's a shiny rock. Like he's not going to know what it is, what it does, anything like that. So I guess that's his uh, other other thing he threw out there. To bring up something more recent, there was a story about uh, the former Israel's space security chief claiming that there were aliens, and President Trump or former President Trump knows about them, and that these aliens were in talks with the United States, but they didn't want their identity or information made to be public. Matt, from what you read about that, uh, do you think there's any truth to that, or what are your, what are your comments on that? Well, uh, this is this is a story that's definitely out there. Um, <laughs> it's it's definitely out there. Honestly, after first read, I, I don't buy it. 
But, uh, you know, anything can happen these days, I guess. I'm on the fence because of me because, like, I do think if that's if someone that word would care, I definitely don't think it'd be made public. Obviously, the United States, like, it would. Cause, I think it would cause mass hysteria if it would become public. And I don't think that's something the press, the country wants right now, just based on how divided it is. I mean, it's possible, but at the same time, I just don't see it. Yeah, th- those kind of stories are just hard to get into. Like, you want to believe it, you want to, you know, show some faith, but it's it. You just can't. I. For me, at least, I just can't. Yeah, and they said that this can actually come from an underground base on Mars. And from what we know about Mars, it's life is pretty difficult to live there just because of how much radiation there is, as well as being reduced air pressure. And, and also, of course, one of the main factors of life being sustainable is oxygen. And Mars is only 0.16% oxygen compared to 21% on Earth, which obviously has life. So there's a big difference in sustainability between those two planets, for sure. Definitely. Another thing we want to talk about with uh, looking about aliens and life on other planets, is that I just don't believe at the time, at this time, we have the correct technology that's able to identify if that life is occurring, because it takes so long to travel to, the, to these other planets where we think life is possible based on their circumstances and situation, and I think that could be troublesome to make obviously clear judgment based on that. You know? Yeah, I guess what I want to jump into next is. Uh Joe Rogan actually did an episode with uh, Bob Lazar. And for those who don't know, Bob Lazar, he was um, someone, what what was he? He was big into science and technology. I'm not quite sure what his uh, credentials were, but he basically got into not exactly Area 51, but that surrounding area. He worked in that area. Yeah, an area called, I think S6 it was called, right outside of Area 51 in Nevada. Yeah, and this was before Area 51 was big. This is back in like the early 80s, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he made a discovery. Uh, do you want to elaborate more on this? Yeah, so what happened was, he recently got a job in the area close to Area 51. He, was just, he really wasn't given much information about the job, but once he got there, he found that there was actually this technology and he was given the role of trying to re- recreate that technology. And this technology had features where it was anti-gravity and could kind of create the force of gravity and move in ways as sort of like a UFO that we're not seeing, that at least he is not seen in his years with technology, which is obviously very striking to him considering his track record. And you know, that's why this, this was such a crazy discovery for him to see this. Yeah, I mean, one. Of, I mean, this is a little off track here, but one of his things that kind of made him uh, big around in the technology world is he actually put a, a jet engine in a car. He drove it to work every day. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, anyways, back to when he first got into this and first, you know, what gave him suspicion was I remember him saying that it was, like you said, the anti-gravity thing. And it was like this, he said, a metallic plate with a half hemisphere. And when you would try to touch this uh, half hemisphere, you wouldn't touch it because you'd be pushed off by this uh, surrounding anti-gravity force. And uh, it was basically up to him and his lab partner, which I believe his name was Bobby. I didn't get the name. I did not get the name. Barry. I think it was Barry. I Barry. Yeah, Barry sounds right. Yeah, Barry sounds right. And um, yeah, it was basically their job to pick this puzzle apart. And of course, you know, when you're working for these uh, companies and uh, there's lots of security and there's lots of people saying like, don't, you can't say anything. You, you got to keep this all like, you know, hush, hush below the table. And uh, so he didn't tell anyone. 
And, you know, there's lots of stuff he discovered. From what he said, they never found out what, how these things worked. And, of course, after listening to the, the uh, episode and his story, we found out that his uh, time there wasn't very long. Mainly because after fi- ma- making all these findings, he brought his friends out to like watch these UFOs or whatever they were flying all over the place. And uh, eventually he was caught and you know, terminated from his job. Yeah, one thing that was very striking to Bob Lazar was that the fuel that uh, generated and uh, provided source for this uh, anti-gravity machine was an element that was not that had not been discovered on Earth, and that's definitely a crazy thing to think about. That fuel we we had never seen the fuel for this for this device before, and that's obviously a big cause for concern because if you think about wherever this device came from, how good is it te- is the technology there? If they already have something that they're fueling things with that we have not even seen on this earth. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I definitely encourage the uh, the listeners to go out and listen to uh, his story or read his story. I, I believe he has a, a documentary or a movie or something on Netflix. Um, I personally haven't watched it, but, you know, the, the story that he came up that he, you know, has here is is pretty big. And uh, I mean, personally, I think I'm, I'm, I believe it. I buy it. Yeah. Another interesting that I got from that podcast as well was that he said that people could communicate in the craft with through radio through radio waves, and based on, on the technology he talked about, Bob Lazar did anyway. I'm not completely like um, sound on this technology, just because it's not what I like study study and know a lot about. But he says that there shouldn't be a way for people to communicate through radio waves in that technology. But somehow, whoever created that device was able to figure that out with technology that again has not been accessible and be able to maneuver by humans, which is definitely pretty interesting. He also mentioned working on a ship. I, I don't think he ever called them UFOs. He, he just called them ships or crafts. And uh, this craft, he, he walked in and they were, he said they were really small. Like the, the height you had to like, to get inside, you had to like either kneel or kind of sit, except for the center part where you could kind of stand up. But uh, everything was really small. He re- I remember him saying that there was no corners. Like everything was very curved. Like, you took, like, a candle block and just kind of melted the corners. Everything was very smooth. Just real interesting stuff that, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to make up this detailed of a story. And it's it's really detailed story, and I think everyone should listen to it. Yeah, in a way, the way you just described about the seats being really small and being not a very, like, large, uh, air, large device in terms of area, it kind of goes with that um, theory that humans have had about, like, UFOs being the, the kind of same kind of shape, and as well as let's say it were to be built by aliens, that aliens would be that same kind of small, skinny figure that we kind of know them as on Earth. Yeah, so uh, I guess let's uh, theorize a little bit ourselves. Uh, I'm going to start and ask you a question here. Uh, what do you think the stereoty- like? What do you think the alien looks like? Do you think it's like the stereotypical alien, or do you think they could be something completely different? Well, based on that, I would think that they'd be like that small kind of figure, but again, we've never seen a picture or anything like that of, of them course, ever, yeah. so... That's just pure uh, hypothesizing, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure they would, I mean, it'd be interesting to think that like all humans, if different shapes and sizes like we did on Earth, like, then it could be like anywhere from four feet tall to seven feet tall, I mean, but again, like, if you gotta think about it this way, like, how long have the aliens been around? If they've been all around, like, less time than, than we have as humans, then they'd probably all be small, but if they were around a lot longer than humans, like, then the heights and weights could differ greatly, I, I would think. 
Yeah, so do you think... How about, like, human characteristics? So, like, do you think, like, are they going to have two legs, two arms? Like, I, I want to hear some predictions here. So when, you know, aliens come out and, you know, we can go back to the More Like podcast and say we're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to make the predictions, but, I mean, think about how humans evolved. How humans evolved. I mean, we kind of came from apes. Like, we kind of went from that, like, standing, going on four legs to two legs and arms becoming more mobile and useful. But, I mean... It kind of all depends on where aliens came from. We obviously don't know the origin of aliens and what life form um, were the start of them, but yeah, I mean, I really don't know, honestly. It could be anything. It could be any kind of animal we can predict or maybe nothing we've, we've ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. Um, to touch on what we were talking about earlier is about uh, alien life being more technology technologically advanced than us. I think that would be the case. Mainly because I think the only way we're going to find them is that they come here. I don't think we're anywhere close to finding them ourselves. I just don't think that's in our plans anytime soon. Yeah. But um, I think they will be definitely more advanced than us when yeah. we do discover them. I do agree with that. And one reason why I say that is because, again, looking back at the, the podcast between Joe Rogan and Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar noted that when he was there working um, in Essex, which is near, in the area near Area 51, he noted that he saw about nine aircrafts while he was there, and one of them, of which was that he knows was dug up archaeologically, which means came from underground, kind of like where dinosaurs were found, dinosaur um, tracks were found. And so, with that being the case, like it has, you'd have to think that it came from a, like a really long time ago. Yeah. And if they were had the ability to have that technology to come from whatever planet or stratosphere they were on over to Earth, like. You have to think that they've been developing technology since then, and it really advanced in terms of that, you think, right? Yeah, yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up is when Lazar was talking about how these uh, crafts and ships worked, um, they didn't fly like a typical UFO like you'd see in the cartoons and everything. So, like, I guess, like, imagine it kind of being shaped like that, like a typical, like, saucer shape. But instead of keeping that... Um, that parallel level to the ground, it would actually turn perpendicular with the belly facing outwards in the direction that it was going. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I I don't know how that would work, especially with like things being inside of it, but that's just that's crazy to hear. Yeah. It just shows that kind of like they've taken that technology and kind of altered gravity, mass, inertia, and all those te- technological terms in a way that really can manipulate that and kind of move make things move in ways that we have not seen before. Like well, what you just said, how they turned it perpendicular. It's kind of like thinking about it like a car. Like instead of the car driving straight, the car turns 180, sorry, turns 90 degrees. And now the top of the car is facing the ceiling and the wheels of the car are facing the forward direction it would be going. Like, yeah. and all of a sudden it's, it's floating that way. That's just like, obviously we know we've never developed that over here. <laughs> like we always talk about flying cars. No, we'll see that flying car someday. But I'm sorry, these aliens, these aliens, we've got to figure it out. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The only thing I was wondering too is like, all right, so they they come here, everything goes great. How how are we communicating with them? That's a good point. Like how they're was, not gonna. How are they gonna just know English? The thing is, they're so far away. Like I don't know how English would get to them. Like you because think, like think about this. Language is just like like I feel like language is chance. Like how do you like think of like the beginning of language development? It's just writings. Yeah, it's just writings and like pronunciations yeah. and it's the way our bodies are built, like with our vocal cords and everything. They could be built differently. They they can make completely different noises. So like, how are they? This is just crazy stuff to think about. Yeah. You know, 
I want to see, like, on these, we talk about where Bob Lazar worked, if, if there's any kind of, like, messages or letters going back and forth. Of course, well, that's, we actually couldn't go back because we didn't have the ability to send things back to them. Mm-hmm. But it'd be cool to see if they wrote anything to us and kind of how that was prescribed, if it was writings, if it was actual words, sentences. I really doubt it'd be words because there'd be no way of them. I mean, I, I suppose they could know that, but the, I mean, the only way would be like again, sounds crazy, crazy talk. But uh, the only way would be if they were living amongst us, yeah, and learned the true. language over time. Unless they were to send some over here secretly, and like they kind of hopped out of those aircrafts and were kind of just interspersed in society. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. But how would we like? <laughs> would we know like if that was if you they were think. off and they'd be reported something to like? It'd be, it's, definitely, it's great to think about. <laughs> I have a question for you, Matt. Let's say these aliens were to come here on one of these spacecrafts that Lazar talked about, and they were interspersed and assimilated into society. What would they want? Would they want money? Would they want like attention? Would they want to be like stayed? Would they want to find out more about us? What do you think they'd be after? I think it would mainly be curiosity. I think it would just be curious, wanting to know more about us. Like I don't think it's going to be like some kind of. Uh, you know, world war, like, like humans versus aliens, <laughs> like sci-fi. Like it would be a great movie, though. It would be. It would be. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it would be like that. I think it would just be them being curious, and just like wanting to understand us and seeing the characteristics between us and them and comparing. Yeah, I mean, if they let's if they were to support life on there, they've obviously sent things here, so that means they definitely send things back. Like, would they? Do you think in the past they've had aliens come here? Stay around for a little bit, get some information, then fly back and then report back. And like, maybe they're like planning something and getting information on us that we just don't know about. It's it's a lot to think about. It is. It is. It's crazy stuff to think about. And uh, I guess this comes into the government. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does the government know about all this stuff? Like Area 51, all this good stuff. Does the government know? And if they're hiding it from the population, why? Well, I mean, first off, they would definitely have to hide it at first because it's such like it would cause absolute craziness if yeah. they were to, if someone wanted to say like President Biden or someone high up in the in one of the branches of government were to come out and say this, like there would definitely it would cause waves across every news station. Would be people I think would be freaking out. Like, I think I think the government would. I would agree. I think they would have to hide it, and I think they would hide it for the same reason as people are just going to freak out. Like they're not yeah. going to know what to do. Like, imagine if you just wake up one morning, you're about to go to, you know, work and get your cup of coffee from Tim Hortons, and you see on the news, you got that, that you know what I'm talking about, the noise on the radio, like, yeah. you know saying, like, aliens are real, yeah. and they're here. Plus, like, I feel not like, know what to do. I feel like, at least, let's say, like, in government, someone, someone heard something from someone else, like a crazy story, let's say, like, just like this, from Bob Lazar, like, someone heard a story like that. I feel like there's so many things out there that you can't, it's very hard to differentiate what's real and what's not real, so because this stuff is so novel and things we've never seen or heard about before, like it's really hard to determine what could be truthful and, and false. And now you obviously wouldn't want to spread anything to the public if you weren't hundred percent sure it was real and factual. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's no no need to spread around rumors or anything like that. And I guess it does make sense why they wouldn't they wouldn't share that with the public, even if they did have one of these pieces like. Lazar found they don't know anything about it. They can't. They can't release that kind of information. The only way it would be for that something like that to be occur is where I think if the alien were to come here and he had proof that he's from another planet and wanted and has like a private talk with someone high up in government, I think that'd be the only way where we would get like a true meaning or true not true meaning, but true understanding of like what the aliens were, who they are, and what they're trying to do. Like I, I'm just trying to think of this right now. Like 
imagine like you're in a and you got to get in contact with the president. First off, how how like how do you know who the president is? It's like like all these things. Like I don't know. Like like this Israeli space security chief guy saying that you know he has an agreement with President Trump. Hypothetically, I don't buy it, but like hypothetically, that is true. That I think that's a huge giveaway that if aliens are real, they are here and they are living among us. Because how else are you going to know who the president is? How else are you going to know how yeah, to communicate how would, with them? How would we know how? How would they look so so funny to us where we couldn't differentiate them from other humans? Like how could their species evolve so similar to ours, whereas we couldn't tell the difference if they're so far far away in space? Just some, like shape shifting stuff. I don't know. Man. I don't know. They'd have to, <laughs> unless they were. Yeah, it's really crazy to think about. Like, I just don't... like imagine being the president. You know, going to bed, and then all of a sudden you got this. Like, I don't even know how it would happen. Like, what do they do? Jump through the window, or does it, they do some like magic trick and like pop up in your room? What do you do? <laughs> president, <laughs> president Biden did not know what he was getting himself into. I think at this point. Oh no no no! <laughs> Another thing that they were talking about is. This was touched up by uh, Rogan at the end of the podcast. Um, he was talking about how we're uh, advancing in technology by creating AI and all this other stuff. It, it's just, I guess what he was trying to say is, like, what is, I don't even know how to say this, honestly. Like, he's just trying to say that not we created aliens, but he's saying that another civilization somewhere else who knows where in the universe is creating aliens or evolving into aliens and then they come here. And it's just like a crazy, like deep concept to dive into. And I, that's why I encourage people to listen to this. And I, if you specifically want to listen to that segment, that's more at the end, I would say last like half hour, 40 minutes, but it was just crazy what he was talking about. And it, I mean, I wouldn't say it like, seems like legit, like I believe in that, but like, it just like, it seems possible, I guess. Another question I have. So let's say the aliens were in a fertility earth and they were among us in society and we knew about this and they were like, let's say they were like a large pack coming to, let's say, a random city like, whatever, Washington. Mm-hmm. Would, what would be the U.S. response? Would it be to like, let's say like, like kind of like eradicate them or would it be to try and come to a common agreement just because we know that how advanced our technology is like, we very, we'd be, I think, I think we'd be very fearful of what they could do to us. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they could just probably snap their fingers and just completely obliterate just everyone. Like, it, I feel like they're going to be so far ahead of us; it's just going to be unbelievable. So, I think definitely an agreement would have to be formed. Yeah, I would think so. Another thing too is I'm thinking is like, all right, aliens. Like we know aliens are real. Let's say hypothetically, you know, go- government knows, gets released to the public. Do they get like the basic human rights? Like how does like how does this stuff work? Because they're not humans. Like they're aliens. That's definitely. That's, like, do we do we have to change all the rules now? I mean, it's a crazy it's a crazy question. We obviously have to fake some things out for those certain aliens. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Would they be subjected to amendments? Who knows? I mean, Who knows? Who knows? Because they're not American. They're not from anywhere else either. So they're not immigrants. Actually, they would be immigrants. They're from other places. So they're aliens that are aliens. And immigrants, yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> would they be taking our jobs? I mean, that's another thing. Like, Who knows? Or would they be creating new jobs? They could be creating new jobs because they would have. They would have technology that we would know about. They would be having technology be created that we had. They would be like building up our technology and engineering in a way that we never thought was possible and like kind of if yeah. anything they can help us reach places that we haven't reached before exactly like yes. maybe we'll be able to develop another civilization somewhere else on another planet 
do you think they'd want to be assimilated into our society? Like, obviously, we have no idea what their society looks like or is, but, like, if it's, let's say it's a worse situation, like, let's say these aliens are in dictatorship, <laughs> would they want to come to America and be kind of part of this democracy? Like, oof. Uh, I don't know. That's probably too far, I think, to talk about. Uh, another thing, too, is, like, I feel like, you know, different countries are going to react differently. That's true, yeah. Like, think about how Russia will react to that, or... Do you, you think know. they're in contact with the Russians and other governments, or is it just U.S.? Who knows? I would think the Russians, because the Russians are very technologically advanced, and they definitely have very strong <clears throat> nuclear weapons. Yeah, so I, I know, uh, I don't know if you remember hearing this or if you heard it, but in the podcast Bob Lazar was talking about, he said that there were Russians on um, in that development that he was working in, so... That the Russians definitely have a uh, you know knowledge of this. Yeah, at least this is just you know it's a it's a massive massive topic to wrap your head or head around, and um, so many so many possibilities. Yeah. And uh, there's been rumors of aliens for of we'll see aliens or things from other planets for thirty to forty years now, or maybe probably even longer than that. I'm oh just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm downplaying it, but we we're still just scratching the surface of what we know about it. It's like it could be a very long time before we have any idea of like what. This technology, what we're dealing with on other planets, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's just deep, deep stuff. Very deep. I mean, Matt, do you anything else you want to add before we send off our viewers and get their money for season two? <laughs> uh, no, I think I think that's all I got. Um, I definitely encourage them to watch that podcast or listen to uh, Bob Lazar himself share his story. Yeah, I agree. We definitely talk about a lot of different things about uh, space and like possible life forms out there. Definitely interesting to look at. I would educate, or I would influence everyone to educate yourself on different theories and kind of not that it's, not that it's important to know, which is kind of interesting and pretty cool to think about, like what could be out there. You know? Yeah, I feel like we get caught up in you know daily daily life every single day. Like you don't think of like oh, yeah. these big massive concepts like aliens, like meaning of life, like all that stuff. Like no one really thinks about. It. They just think about like going to work the yeah. next day and that's, like finishing their degree, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, that's what the More Life Podcast is here for. That's exactly. what we're trying to do. You know, it's pretty ironic because today we kind of talk about more life. You know, more life from other sides, uh, that's true. planets and stuff. Pretty yeah. ironic. Had to throw that one in there. That is pretty true. That's true. All right, with that, we thank you guys for listening to season one and the final episode of the More Life Podcast. We'll see you. In, we'll see you for season two. In a couple weeks.